Hey guys! Hi! Happy Pride! Hello there! How's everyone? Happy Pride! What? Yes, it is the time of the month, time of the year for the LGBTQT plus LGBT. I said a whole bunch of letters, and I'm not sure if most of them, most of them are right. Well, nevertheless, um, it is a special weekend. It is a special month. But nevertheless, it's an important thing to celebrate all the time. And so I'm really excited for this. This is our sexuality episode, just in time for Pride. Mm -hmm. So as you guys are gearing up for weekend celebrations, maybe you have taken the time to fit in this podcast. So it's going to be the perfect little segue into this weekend. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Also, just a heads up, just because it is about Pride and Pride Month and sexuality, if you are heterosexual, you're still more than welcome to join this party and listen to this podcast, but I definitely suggest listen to it, kind of get an insight of what it means to be queer and be part of this community. Honestly, if you are part of a community, which is the community of the world, mm-hmm. you, this podcast is about you. Being an ally and caring for the ones around you is really important, so this episode is really for everyone. Exactly. So let's jump into it. So how are you? I'm well. As you guys, if you guys are caught up and have been listening to the past maybe two or three episodes before this, I am currently unemployed, and um, yay! I'm happy. I'm really happy. I think when anything drives you to move, you're. It's just a natural feeling, and for me, I think the biggest thing that I'm trying to accept is resting. Mm-hmm. Like I'm so focused on like working and moving and not being so idle. So for me, I'm just telling myself rest is good, relaxation is good enjoy it and you know take it as a steady process not everyone gets to have a process like this where they can afford to do this so um i'm well i'm happy and i'm um, a firm believer that it is always good to take time to kind of practice self-care self-love before going into your next project i mean that goes for anything that's what i did for college i took a gap year because i wanted to make sure that before I jumped into it, it was something I wanted. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what the process is like for you right now. Kind of making sure that, like, whatever job or career you jump into next. Making sure that yeah. it's right. Yeah. You know, because sometimes when you rush into things, like, it's the momentum that carries you to make a decision and not necessarily your, your, your mind and your heart. So for me, I'm just really taking time to take care of those two things. And I think mm-hmm. it'll, fingers crossed, <laughs> it'll end up making the right decision. Do you want to give... Our audience members a little kind of like a little little taste of what places you're kind of looking into or oh, like yeah sure um so uh, when it comes to my schooling and my education i have a background in biological sciences specifically physiology and after college i have well including my time in college i have seven plus years in restaurant corporation development so two polar opposite things really and I'm looking to combine them and also essentially give my parents something that they can, you know, hopefully be proud Proud to talk about. Mm -hmm. So combining everything and just really going into something that only the Bay Area has to offer, which is food science and food tech. So it just came to me one day and I was just like, all right, let's go for it. So fingers crossed. I'm not homeless. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) You will never be because you can also just always crush here if needed. That's true. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, and for you, how are ya? I'm doing really well. Um, this, I guess, since the last time we had the podcast, um, it was my friend's birthday weekend. Had a lot of fun. Probably too much fun. We were very unproductive. 
um, and then going back into work and then work was kind of messy because I guess there's like a shift in everything. And then I just got news today that um, my specific program that I'm part of or team might be re- might be relocated to Los Angeles. That's pretty cool. I'm kind of like indifferent about it. Like, I'm really excited. Like, it sounds like a really great, you know, shift. And it makes sense as to why my specific, you know, team department or whatever would move to L.A. Because that's just where all the entertainment, all, like, the big media companies are. And as a media company, that's where we should be. And not so much. Yeah, that's where it's at. Yeah, it's exactly where it's at. But at the same time, like, I don't want to relocate. Especially since I just kind of got into the swing of things. So this is kind of, like shaking things up a little bit too much for me, but it's only tentative. It's only an idea. It's literally like nothing set in stone, but it's still kind of like scary knowing that in within the, by the end of the year, I might not be, have a job or might have a job, but not in the Bay area. Yeah. So, well, options and options, options, options and options. Options are better than none. True. So let's, let's hope for the best for both of our careers. Also, you currently have a goatee. Ye, that too. Yeah. So I've always... Okay, I guess we'll just take a little tangent into it before going to <laughs> Everyone loves our tangent. Yeah. So our tangent is that I used to always just use a shaver, but I kept missing the like the replacement blades. And so I was like, oh God, I should just buy a shaver because you, you use one. You mean you had a you ha- used to use a razor? Yeah, razor. And now you're using a shaver. A shaver yes. yes, you said shaver, then said shaver. Okay, whatever. Anyways, <laughs> they both shave. Anyways, you use a shaver, I and do. I always watch you do it. I'm like, oh my god, that's sounds creepy. Well, <laughs> you just you wear you it. Yeah, shaver. I watch you because I'm always like, oh my my dad doesn't use it. He uses like a traditional like razor. Yeah, you learn from a man. <laughs> yeah, and so but I don't know. I kept losing the replacement razors and so i was like i got over it so i wanted to use a shaver just because it's for ease and how was your experience how was that so far so good and the reason why i okay the reason why that has something to do with the goatee is because i also have been gaining weight (laughs) that's the main reason why i'm growing it up we're happy yeah we're happy (laughs) we're like eating a lot yada 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 but i'm gaining weight because of it and with work and like my schedule i'm just not knowing how to balance my gym life with my work love and social life mm-hmm. so right now i'm trying to figure that out but anyways so i'm getting weight and i know that if you grow facial hair and you do you know like certain things with how your face looks like it kind of elongates it yada 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 and that's the reason why i have a goatee and essentially you know that's a positive it's another look it's 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 the world yeah. giving you another i'm look. going from sexy twink to <laughs> young daddy i'm making that transition i'm at that point of my life where I don't want to be a twink anymore. I so, want to be a... in summation, guys, how are you? We're talking about job searches, job moving, and goatees. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's our how are yous. Cool. But so, yeah. this episode, um, as you know, I've been really, really excited to do this episode for a really long time, probably since the beginning. Yeah. I think it's something that, for many people, it's just so relevant, but it's so under the surface sometimes. And... It's kind of cool because like we talk about allies and we talk about people that are of heterosexual nature. Sexuality to them is normal because it is normalized. Yeah. But for all of us, it should be normal. 
and our differences make it special. So this is our sexuality episode, guys. And we're going to talk about what it means to be prideful. We're going to talk about why it's important to celebrate. And we're going to talk about, you know, why it's so important to have differences in a community so that you can have a diverse community itself. So um, for you, babe, like... You just call me babe. Sorry. For you, gremlin. Um, oh, what? What? Wait, why am I is the it... female gremlin? The female gremlin's pretty cute, TBH. For, in what? There's, like, memes on her, of her, like, in makeup. Okay, um, sure, Gremlina. Gremlina. Like, what? Why is it so important for you? Or do you think it's so important to be prideful? For me? Well, I feel like I'm in a pageant. No, from the Gremlin. From the, from the Gremlin. I don't even know if they have a voice. That's, like, your generation of movies. Anyways. <laughs> I think it's important to be prideful about your like about your sexuality and just who you are in general is because i think for me growing up again religious household conservative like my pride was the only saving grace i had to make myself feel good to make myself feel normal to make me feel like my existence is valid and i think that's the reason why having like pride parades and like just pride month in general is so crucial, especially for those younger students or younger kids or just people in general who don't have that support, that they have at least something to be hopeful and see that there's other people who've gone through the same thing Yeah, for that support that they may not physically or like face-to-face get, but by association of being like, oh my God, you know, there are people celebrating what it means to be gay and like, if they can do that, then I can I can hope that I get to that point sooner or later in life. Right. And if we look at also, like, specifically your circumstance of growing up mm-hmm. in more of a religious background. Yeah. And just also in society of, like, if we analyze the word pride, especially for people who don't understand, they're like, why do you have to be so prideful? Why do you have to be so overly prideful? Why do you need a parade a day a month? Yeah. But the thing is, the word pride comes from celebration. The word pride comes from not being ashamed. And in reverse, for a lot of people born into it, it's like you're taught or people are pushed upon you that the way that you are, you should be shameful about. You no, should hide. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You should not be that certain way. Mm. So to finally get to a point in your life when all of society and the whole world is telling you you're not okay, this is not the way it should be, to finally be able to accept that against all the odds, which the odds itself are really, really difficult, and if you have never experienced it, you'll never know, is understanding that, like, it's so necessarily to find unity and community Mm -hmm. in something that is actually prideful a lot of the world wants to say is not, or at least the, you know, the world that is still stuck in, you know, the caveman era. Yeah. Who don't understand that our differences is what makes it beautiful. So that's yeah. why, you know, it's called pride, guys. You know, it's a beautiful thing and it should never be, should never have been looked down upon at all. Yeah. So that's where I think our allies are so important in this because this is setting the precedence for our differences. Exactly. So to all our allies out there listening and have supported your friends, your peers, your family who were LGBTQPAI added to LMNOP, yes. LMNOP. Do your job. Celebrate, you know, like lift them up and, you know, take each day as a blessing for yourself as heterosexuals to know that you, there's, that the world isn't always against you. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like a lot of like, like, 
heterosexual straight people don't understand like a day-to-day life of being queer and they will never understand that which is like you know fine that's your life but fully fully they will never, yeah. yeah never understand fully so it's your job as allies to really like speak for your friends who may not have that voice inside of them to say it for themselves with pride yeah. guys on a serious note though i mean let's just talk about allies like i personally believe that it is with the work of these allies that is more important than the peop- than people of the queer community talking actu- actually because these allies are the bridge point towards ignorant people. These yeah. allies are the people that will normalize it. Otherwise, you know, people of the queer community just celebrating, it just seems like its own sector of people yeah. that are in a corner like, why are you so loud? Why are you, so, you know? But it's the people that are like these straight bro basketball dudes that aren't afraid to make a gay best friend and aren't insecure thinking that this gay friend yeah. is hitting on them that normalizes everyone else to do it. No, it's funny that you mentioned that because a lot of the reason why my high school experience wasn't as dramatic or it wasn't as like hard as i thought it was gonna be was because some of my close friends were like the big football players or like the big time like basketball players who knew like were straight but like they didn't care of my sexuality and they made it okay to be be friends with me and like you know how people like in high school you kind of look to the hierarchy or status quo of like what is okay to do and what is not okay to do and anytime people gave me like trouble I always had, like, like the quote-unquote cool athletic people, like, supporting me. So that was nice to have during high school. No, exactly. And yeah. those are the normalizers. Yeah. So what I feel is that when it comes to people, like, if you have a person in your life, if you have a friend that is queer, mm-hmm. that's one thing. But when it comes to pride and when it comes to fighting for rights and when it comes to celebrating, we need you in these in these rallies we need you at this event if you're straight and you're saying why would i go to pride i'm not even gay it's not about that it's about us normalizing the culture that it's a community otherwise you're just having a gay best friend for the sake of having a gay best friend Mm -hmm. and first of all that's not cool but if you really treat your friend as not only just a gay best friend but as a human and we're talking about human rights and we want our queer friends to not feel like they're living 200 500 years behind if we do agree that it is wrong in the world right now, we need to fix to normalize that. So we all need to be out there if we all believe that it's the right thing, not just being passive and saying, well, I have gay friends right now. That's not enough. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That then you're just, you're benefiting from it without adding to the solution. And then, you know, that's just using it. And so for all allies out there, if we're going to be calling you an ally, um, we need you on those front lines. And it's so important. Because those mimosas are not going to drink themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I like how mimosas are the automatic drink <laughs> of the gays. Yes. We created brunch. I hope y'all know that. <laughs> the gay, the, the que- gays, queer and gay community we created, created brunch. brunch. Yeah. I mean, who else has been creative with their food and stuff? You know, you go to like a heterosexual brunch and all you're getting is just plain eggs, you know? Yeah. No mimosas, you know? No million we created, dollar bacon. Yeah. We were the ones who created <laughs> brunch. I'm letting y'all know that. Yeah. Do you have your um outfit planned for Pride? Um, I have multiple, but I think I'm settling <laughs> on a typical tie-dye one that I bought at Forever 21 in the plus-size women section, because that's the only thing that can fit me in women's. Um, <laughs> is and there's size. nice... Women and, have nicer things. Yeah, they no. have more options, which is another episode. Like Yeah, we can totally talk about like gender, gender roles. Oh, I'm so sorry. But yeah, we can totally talk about that. But I do have an outfit planned 
very simple. I just wanted something to be colorful, full of like pride. Yeah. Um, socks from H and M that say pride. You know, you need to have one thing that says pride at least. Yeah. I I feel like, and then of course nothing like a good fan that has because it gets hot, y'all. Nothing like a good fan that has something sassy to say. I mean, not only is it sassy, but it does play a rational like tool like yeah. not only is I'm it fashionable all, i'm like, all about it gets, hot, it gets hot out yeah. there like when you bring the fan there's gonna be 10 people around you wishing that they brought one i'm pretty sure there's gonna be a fan stand somewhere i, I i'm sure there has to be i'm sure there, there's probably at least one on every block for pride <laughs> so um pride's this weekend but let's pull it back a little bit so when we talk about sexuality and let's go with you first how was it growing into your sexuality first off being coming into the world and becoming aware do you feel like for you sexuality was you were born you know queer or do you feel like it is um part of your experience or do you think it's a combination because it's a big debate i think personally for me yeah i think i was born into it right like i knew from the very beginning that i like feminine things i like playing with barbies and like stereotypical like very like stereotypical gay things like i like being with the girls i love having you know, heart to heart, it's being more in touch with myself. And, you know, that's fine. You know, you can still be a heterosexual male. But I think also when I was younger, I used to have on crushes on boys. And I thought girls were, though I loved hanging out with girls, I thought they were icky whenever they liked me, or I never thought of them that way. Mm -hmm. And so as time progressed, I just found myself more and more attracted to boys. Right. Yeah. And then, but the thing was, with the whole religious context, right, of my background and everything, at one point, I could try to convince myself it was that my attraction to boys was because I didn't have a brother and that I wanted, like, someone to look up to. And I was like, oh, maybe I like them because they're cool and, like, I want to be like them. Or I want to look up to them because I, n- I didn't ever have, I never yeah. had a brother. So this is just, this feeling isn't a love feeling or attraction feelings. It's a, I want a big brother feeling, right? Or, but, and then after that, when I finally started getting aware that I was, like, sexually attracted to males as, like, my teens, at one point, I really thought I was transgendered and, like, yeah, transgendered. And I tried convincing myself that if I was transgendered, that I was actually female, that I'd be heterosexual, and that I would be in good terms with God. Do So do you essentially think, which is so unfortunately to say, that that would have solved the problems at that point i thought it would you know yeah i thought okay maybe if i was actually fem- maybe i was born wrong maybe i was actually born supposed to be a girl and i'm supposed to be female and my attraction to males would then be justified because then i'd be a heterosexual female technically right which i find crazy because it seems like either way if you go down to it you just end up losing either way yeah. when you think about it in this religious yeah. specter. Like, yeah, in this religious specter, either way, I would have lost because then me getting a sex change would have already been like, that's just like blasphemy. You're like a monster for like mutilating your own genitals, whatever, whatever they so, want to say. In me hearing you say that, it's crazy because you literally go to two sides of the spectrum in your own mind and either way, you're, you were born into those thoughts and both of those sides of the spectrum are still wrong. So nevertheless, you were born wrong in, yeah in these in, eyes in these eyes I was which is wrong. crazy because yeah. you're still struggling within yourself so in there's a whole a, spectrum yeah. like that sucks a lot of my teen angst 
derive from the I, from the fact that I didn't know who I was, that I didn't know my sexuality was valid or not, that I thought I was like misgendered, yeah. that like all of these things, like I was so like in under so much anxiety and stress of trying to figure that out while trying to live a normal teen life, you know, that was just so difficult trying to like talk to friends and friends, family, cause I couldn't talk to my own family. And I think that's the reason why, like, there's part of me that like, I feel like I lived two separate lives. Like I was Hannah Montana during my 18 years. Yeah. Like I was Miley Cyrus at home you know, doing whatever, seeing karaoke. And then I would flip 180 when I got to school because those were the friends that I felt like I could genuinely be myself. And, and thus creates the metaphor of hiding. Yeah. And it sucks because anyone else, you don't have to go through that struggle. And that sucks. It's like, you get to be whoever you want to be with your friends, go home, be that person with your parents, live la 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 kind of day. But for these people dealing with queer identities that are not accepted because of the roles that are put upon society, Mm -hmm. you are born into already feeling like this bipolar nature, this hiding nature. You're forced into shame. That's fucked up. Yeah. Well, okay. So that's for me though. Like, what about for you? Like, what is your take on your sexuality? Um, I'm really excited to talk about this. Yeah. Number one, also, because, I mean, people see me with your gay ass, so they just assume that I'm gay, too. And, I mean, that's an easy assumption in this world, so it's already hard enough to accept gay people as it is for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But to accept that there are people of of a multitude of diverse, specific backgrounds, gay, gay and queer is a huge umbrella term. It and is. that's what people are slowly learning. We make fun of the fact that it's LGBTQ, LMNOP. Yeah. But I absolutely feel like the more letters, the better and so necessary. So for myself, I don't it's hard, I think, because I also come from a science background and, you know, a lot of things like that. I do believe that um, we're born into our identities. I believe in fate. I believe that all the things that, you know, happen to us genetically, you know, lead us to be a certain way when it comes to how our brains are chemically programmed. Yeah. And I also believe that over time. Um, due to that chemical programming and what you experiences, it creates and, you know, lessens more chemicals that guide you into a certain path. But yeah. hence, that kind of goes back to fate, you know, what yeah. you run into, the people that are your siblings, the people that you meet, yada, da, da. And for myself, I think growing up, I've always been very confident and secure in myself. I always knew I was different. I always felt like a black sheep. I'm sure you can, you say you're a pink sheep, but it's oh, yeah. so funny. So- Guys, watch out. I really want to do an autobiography. <laughs> I want to create some form of, like, autobiography or, like, TV series or whatever. And I'm going to call it The Pink Sheep. I think it's such a great title. Yeah, it's kind of like the idea of being the black sheep of the family, but I don't want to With say a little it, more color. With a little more color, <laughs> living life. And that's why I call, I call myself the pink sheep of my family. Y'all, we're putting it out there. No one snatch it or else it's proof today. We already put it out there, okay? Yeah, um, so don't snatch that because I will come and snatch you. But yeah, I, I feel like um, quite opposite to a lot of people in the queer community. I've always known who I was, and I've never had to have that pressure. Obviously, when I was younger, being a man, and um, not a man when I was younger, that'd be weird. Being a boy younger, and I've always been more emotionally sensitive. I've always been very in tune with feeling what I feel, and I've always allowed myself to feel what I feel. Yeah. You know, I don't cry now, and that's another episode, but... 
I'm very in tune with my emotions, and I think that's why. When I was younger, I would cry the shit out of everything, and my yeah. mom can contest to that. And I think it's because I, you know, my mom always allowed me to feel whatever I felt, whether it's angry, happy, sad, which thus now allowed me to be very, very in tune. I was never in- ashamed for that. Yeah. So, you know, also growing up, when I was younger, being someone that is more sensitive, um, a lot of, you know, the guys or the older cousins would be like, hey, he's probably going to be gay because he's not, you know, humping a pillow. Or yeah. he's probably going to be gay because, you know. He doesn't masturbate. Or, or yeah, who people are gay because he's not. I'm, I punch him and he doesn't punch me back. No, that just means I don't believe in violence. And I'm not like an idiot like you, you 20-year-old something self that needs to pick on, on a little child to prove that you're a manly. Yeah. Like, how about you, like, become an actual adult and yeah. learn to guide a young person into true maturity rather than having to prove your own small penis and the fact that, you know, like, you have to be manly in order to someone to look up to you. Yeah. Hold on. Not that small penis is a, anything, but... Anyways, this is all attributing to toxic masculinity, which is, exactly. again, to- that's another episode different episode but but. basically sorry i shouldn't do that i'm just playing the same game that they play but what i'm saying is those are the type of problematic people that lead you know people into hiding and it's just like i need to oh it's so annoying anyways for myself i've never been really affected by that because it's just like i know who i am i am who i am and i didn't even know what the word gay man i don't know if i was alone in that but when people first start calling you that and you're so young you don't even know anything about sexuality you're they're like you're gay i'm more like um no, my name's Tommy. You know, like, yeah, it's annoying. And then, and then when eventually you start learning what it is, for me, it's so upsetting because it's like, I don't even know who I am yet. Yeah. Who are you to tell me who I am? At what age did you start, like, actually, like, thinking about guys? Uh, well, the thing is... It, so the thing is, I never really thought about guys in that way until way later on in life because you know as i'm going to explain when it comes to my sexuality first of all i don't label it i I don't label it because i always consider myself i'm just tommy and when i was in third grade i had a i had a crush on a girl and it was a legitimate crush on a girl yeah and i've always throughout my time up and um up until i mean mean, even till now i've always had attraction to women whether or not you believed it or not that was your issue in labeling but what i can tell you is that For me, it was true. So going back to these bullies or these older cousins, like for you to tell me who I am and me knowing the truth, who are you to tell me when I'm the one who knows the truth? Yeah. So it becomes really problematic and frustrating almost, you know? Yeah, yeah. And my voice may be a little higher, you know? I may be more in tune to my emotions, but that doesn't mean that I fit into a label that you have nothing to know of, you know? Yeah. So um, I think... The biggest factor in all of this is that for me, I don't identify my sexuality. Um, I don't think it's appropriate to. I think we're all kind of like, what do you, how do you call it? Like fluid, fluid and flexibleness. Yeah. Well, we deserve to be, if we want to change our mind, we change our mind. And um, my, probably my biggest thing that I, you know, feel like I need to get off my chest is that even with my first real girlfriend, like I loved her. And um, this was like our senior year in high school. And a rumor goes around from like an ex-best friend and that's a whole nother story um, who was, you know, I, I want to say jealous of me and all these other things, had drama with me, made a rumor that I was gay because I think he was hoping that I was, that I, you know, only liked men. And I knew that I loved my girlfriend and um, in the end what happened is we were great. Our fights were not about us, but I broke up with her. Yeah. And a lot of people will like to believe that I broke up with her just because, 
it was true that I was gay, that this and that. But contrary to the belief, I broke up with her because what she was I crazy. No, 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 sweetest girl ever. Um, what I realized is that in our society, when it comes to women, it takes one hell of a woman to date a man who is more flexible. So, for instance. A lot of guys are like, oh, I date a bisexual girl because, like, there's a stigma that, like, oh, that's hot, but they're not really into it because they don't believe it, which is horrible for, you know, lesbians or for bisexual women. And in reverse, women are probably more guilty of playing gender roles. Like, I'm a girl. I need a manly guy. They need to be taller than me. All of this. And when it comes to sexuality, they're less likely to date a bisexual man Man. because they just think, oh, they're actually gay, which is so problematic. And for me, also really hurtful to my identity. Which, if I had to label, I'm going to pull it out right now. It's called... Demi? It's demisexual, which I think is close to pansexual, if you guys know what that is. But um, basically, to read is a person who does not experience sexual attraction unless they form a strong emotional connection with someone. And... You know, I we said in the other episode, I don't care about looks. I don't care about physicality. It's true. So it just proves to the point that I don't care what sexual organs you have. I care about your mind and what comes out of it. Yeah. And, and that, apparently that means I have a beautiful mind. Yes. Eh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Good enough. Good enough. No, to yeah, date. it's true. It's about connection. And that's how I feel it should be, or at least for me. Yeah. So that's me it's it's really it's a lot more complicated i guess but i I think at the end of the day going back to it that's why lgbtq lmnop really matters because we aren't all just the same Mm -hmm. you know wow (sighs) you've been wanting you've been really wanting to talk about that because people are also because when i say that like me and you date yeah people are like oh you guys are such a cute gay Gay couple couple. but like that I, i i mean i guess it's in the boundaries of like that we're both male yeah but i mean by the same time like i i rather say that we're a queer couple because queer tends to be yeah. a more um, even more umbrella than gay i think i'm just yeah. happy because it gives myself an opportunity to i i mean it's fine to assume but this really gives me the opportunity now to identify and i think for me being able to be very specific it allows other people to also be specific because i think a lot of you know, gay men feel like they just have to say gay to make it easier for everyone else. Yeah. And I encourage everyone in any label that you have in life, whether it's, you know, you know, it's your sexuality, a personality trait, someone says you're stubborn, someone says you're lazy, whatever it is, like you have so many facets to your personality. You shouldn't just go with one specific yeah. label that doesn't truly define you. Yeah. And I think it's so important to learn how to do that right. Yeah. I think for me, knowing that you are demi or pansexual, I think it kind of, it's like more of an ego boost for me. Because I, I don't know, like, I don't think I'd ever be insecure if I dated a bisexual guy. Because that means I outrank basically everyone. Oh, or you happen to just be the person that they're dating at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Not or... to shade on everyone else in the world. <laughs> I, it's just more so like, like, wow, like, I think it just makes me more appreciative. Like, wow, like. Literally, there's so many different people in the world, so many different minds, and my mind is the one that shines the brightest. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not to get in crazy eco booze. What we also need to explain, which we will talk about in the finale episode, guys, which is going to be our 10th episode where we explain how we met. You stayed because of the connection, and I value my connection with you, but it also goes back to fate because you literally, you know, 
came into my life. Like, yeah, well, um, you will get there. Well, well, that's a little yeah. sneak peek, but um, I wanted to transition to. So we ta- we touched upon the whole idea of um, gender, gender norms, and whatnot. So another thing that goes with for a lot of people of talking about sexuality is also talking about gender and what they identify as, um, which is an important thing because I don't know. I feel like we're getting into that point of society where like now people are finally understanding the different types of gender pronouns and the different types of the spectrum of it all, you know? Right. And if you think about it, gender literally is really a social construct that males has created yeah. to be able to label people y'all it's whoever decided while making like the little form you get you have to fill out when the child is born whoever created that box those two boxes that say male and female and just chose to leave it at that that lazy intern they created gender in that kind of way you know what i'm yeah. saying like when they could have instead of check boxes made a line and yeah that's the whole difference yeah but the thing is, even then, babies don't really understand their own gender. Exactly. Until... So why the line right then and there? Yeah. Anyways, yeah. the reason why I'm coming into it is because as you were talking about how you don't want to label yourself and your sexuality, I actually, as much as I talk about being, oh, I'm a gay man, you know, blah, 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 I suck dick, I suck dick, whatever, right? Um, <laughs> Gender-wise, I think because I'm becoming more well aware of, like, the spectrum of it, I'm kind of... I feel not necessarily gender fluid, but kind of also like non-binary where I really don't feel like I necessarily fit as male, especially based on society's terms of what a man is or male is. Right. And so like, you know, sometimes I feel like there's days where I'm more consistent on the male side, but there's also days where I feel more feminine and where I feel like I want to be... Not I want to be female, but more so, like, I feel like I, I pull towards the more feminine side of the spectrum. Right. And, yeah. I think that's a thing to talk about, you know what I mean? Especially that's the reason why I'm so open to wearing, like, clothing from the female section. Because I'm not bothered by that. I'm not... My mind doesn't play to those because social constructs. Because that's something yeah. that society has created. created. Yeah. And for those of you guys that are lost, just to catch you up and explain, when you're born into something biologically you are divided as a man or woman based off of your genitalia like you know you have a penis you're a man you have a vagina you are a woman but we're talking about gender roles and that's something that is created saying a man has to do xyz a man wears blue a man works in construction a man xyz a woman has to do this and can shop on this side of the store and a man has to shop on that side of the store that's Mm. what we're talking about so i think it's just great being able to talk about that just during this segment is because I feel like anyone should shop anywhere they want to shop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, wear the hell that you want to wear. Make sure it looks cute, though. That's my own thing. And I hope everyone listening to this can agree that that's how it should be. Yeah. Okay, so, and it's it kind of, like, it'll fuck you up if you think about it, but to a lot of heterosexual males, you know, you talk about men in skirts, and... You're going to dog on a guy that is deciding to wear a skirt just because he doesn't confide to gender norms. But do you ever look at yourself and realize maybe you only have an issue with that because you don't allow yourself to do that? Or you think that society says that men shouldn't do that. So you have to agree so that you don't get beat up so that you don't, you know, so that you have to look a certain way. 
But if you can you imagine a utopia where we let people just live in a world they wanted to live in, where, a, where they want to like wear. every it would be kind of like you know when you create an avatar in a, like a game, yeah. everyone would look so different and cool, and that's so much cooler than like and I feel you know like, program stuff. I feel like in the next like, I'm hoping in the next few decades that will happen, that people can just wear whatever they want, and that you know, and if if for people they're like oh that's gonna be so confusing and trying to figure out like who I can date and whatever their sexual... I'm like, well, fuck. That's your own struggle. Like, but dating you know is I mean? already hard enough. That's fine. That's it's just fine. part of the process. It's part of the process. If anything, I feel like it makes dating much more serious and much more genuine. Yeah. Because then you wouldn't be trying to find people based on whatever sex or gender they have, but really who they are as a person. Not to unnaturally bring everyone to my side of things, but yeah. I actually encourage, like... When you think about it, at the end of the day, like, wrinkles happen, everyone, everything fades, you know? And sexuality sometimes is brought upon us because we're like, oh, I'm a guy, I gotta like tits, I have a penis, I need to put it into this hole. But there's a lot of things you can do with the penis. And regardless of the fact, what I'm saying is, when it comes to connection... <laughs> Sorry. No, because think yeah. about it, some people get erectile dysfunction, some, you know, all these things. Like, sometimes yeah. your bones break, and you're not able to be sexual it shouldn't be about the mm. sex because when you are that old like it's about love and connection and that's the basis of what dating should be because that is what's relevant to everything you yeah. know and if it's okay if i touch on it like when it comes to my first experience in really dating a guy mm-hmm. prior to that i told myself i in the beginning i told myself i do like women you know i, I never wanted to label myself as straight but you know for everyone telling me oh you know that girl blah blah like that's not your girlfriend i was like that is my girlfriend i love her yeah and for my first experience in dating a man um it kind of opened up my eyes because it made me finally feel comfortable in knowing that i um i am into connection and what happened was i had uh, someone who i wasn't attracted to i knew for a very long time um that he was gay i knew of her a long time that he liked me tried to hit on me and stuff blah blah blah. whatever not interested at all yeah um a volleyball teammate and he actually um he hurt his ankle twisted his ankle and all of his friends and or whatever parents were like overseas or whatever and i was nursing a person yeah you know and then it was through the connection of taking care of someone and learning about someone and you know really honestly just taking care of someone that i found a connection in loving someone yeah and that's when i first learned that i had the ability to love based on love and that's how i wanted it to be and how it should be yeah and for me it kind of blew my mind and i was like oh shit like this is what it should really be about because wait that, so did you end up dating him after that i did oh. i did and it was really a problematic relationship but it really saw me yeah that it was at least possible that you know to be attracted without attraction because this was someone that I already knew, someone that I already knew their personality. It w- I mean, like, tr- like in a friendly way. Yeah. It wasn't about those things. It was really about learning to love and accept love in your life when it has come into your life, yeah. in whatever form it may be. So I'd encourage that to all people. Like, sometimes... I like to compare it to, you know, when you're looking for an Airbnb and you put, it needs to have three bathrooms, it needs to have yeah. a pool, and then you only end up getting what, like nine searches. But sometimes if you click off one thing that you're being so specific about, you'll get a hundred more results. So yeah, to all our friends out there, try dating. To all my straight friends out there, try dating the same. I mean, <laughs> try it. Screw it. I'm not saying that to the extent. I've but... actually had a friend, she's just had really bad experiences with men. And she's like, maybe I should just date a girl. And I jokingly said, 
go on one date. Yeah. Just one date. Yeah. She did, and now she's bisexual. Right. Yeah, and it's because she said she said that she didn't. She I think she finally got over the idea of like the the whole like body features of like like the penis and whatever and everything. And so she when she went on a date with the girl and the girl that she went on a date with, like she knew that she was straight at the time. If that makes sense, like yeah. the girl she asked. Um, asked out was like just kind of like a mutual friend who was lesbian and then she was like oh like I want to go on a date with a girl but I just want you to know like I'm straight I just really want to know like if this is something to explore and then they dated for a while yeah yeah and like I I asked her about it and she was talking about like how amazing the, the connection was and like I think for her it was even more like interesting because dating another female she felt understood and she said that she always lacked that feeling with men yeah. because men don't have that same experience as female to female which i do yeah. find as as a perk you know yeah. in relating and gr- not, granted not to say that a man can't connect to a woman but when you grow up with, with certain understandings about who you are as a person and you look to identify with those yeah i mean there's a lot of perks um so not to say, I mean, if you're straight, you're straight. If you're gay, you're gay, whatever. But what I do challenge you is if you've never thought about it before, if you've never questioned it, question things that have brought you into a role to assume a certain way. Just because you're, you know, brought into it doesn't necessarily mean you can't grow more from it. So that's all we're saying. We're not, you know, pushing anyone yeah. to have any like yeah. crazy it's experiences not that, that aren't for them. It's not like that. But like, if you've never thought about it before, just think why about, not give think a, about it? Give a little, th- give a little, little thoughty thoughty yeah. here and there just to kind of like, explore the idea of it i mean i'm not saying again we're not here to say that everyone's sexuality needs to be pansexual demisexual but definitely <laughs> like take time to understand who you are and why your attraction to certain people is going a certain way no challenge yeah. everything in your life you know like if you think that your favorite color is green all the time maybe if you start wearing blue you might really look good in blue too and like blue you know like yeah. it's things like that just challenge everything don't accept things just because you were told that your favorite color is blue because you're told that you look better with long hair because you were told you know like anything be susceptible to change and you might live a little more mm-hmm. yeah good 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 talk um, let's lighten the load a little bit and talk about Pride, the event itself. Um, when was your, um, what was your first Pride? Um, I don't remember, but I've been to a few, but it's because I lived in the city. So oh, it's okay. so casual for me to be like, hey, Pride's this weekend, let's go in, let's hang out, let's, you know, like, walk around and do stuff. Um, so it was a really casual experience getting to live in the city. I think that was so cool. That was so easily acceptable, accessible for mm-hmm. me. Um, but... I love it. I I love the celebration. I always say that, like, I'm not really big in being extra. That's not my thing. And yeah. I don't really like people that are, which is funny that I'm with you. But which is, We'll talk about that in the... That's another episode. Yeah, that's another episode. Again. But, once again, not to deter, I believe in celebration. I believe in being loud and proud. For me, personally, it's just not, like, I can get a headache at a certain point. Do you know... If, if that makes any sense. Yeah. But I'm all for the celebration. And I love community. I love... It, in a way bringing a community together and San Francisco being renowned for the center of this kind of celebration. Mm -hmm. It's a necessity to be there and, you know, be a part of it, you know? So I love it. Good vibes walking around. You see a lot of like 
penises and things like that. It's kind of funny to giggle at. Um, a lot of good food. But it's like any other celebration. You have yeah. a bunch of food stands, you know, things to celebrate, music, like just good vibes just centered around another topic. Mm. Why not go, people? Like, it's just going to like, you know, Oakland First Fridays or whatever, except more celebrated for your gay friends, which is cool. Yeah. But that being said, please do not come to Pride just to get fucked up. Once again, yeah, it's yeah. not about the alcohol. It's not it's about not about thing. It it's really, about truly centered is. around the community. Yeah. So, I don't know. Go out there, make some friends, bring your friends. Like, really celebrate what it means to be part of this community because it is a beautiful thing to experience. Yeah. Yeah. And don't knock someone for wanting to go, guys, because everyone needs an opportunity to learn. Everyone needs time for exposure, you know, and that might be the time to do it. Um, yeah. So we're a very accepting community. Like, let's accept everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, for yourself, I know you got some mad stories about your oh, first pride. Let's see. My first pride was 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, 20, yeah, 2016. I went with my coworkers. They were all older, so they took me out, you know, had fun. I couldn't go to the bars, so my night ended by the time people started going to bars and I had to hit home. Yeah. Um, there was one pride where I drank too much beers in celebration of being with my friends and being with all of my peers. Did you tell this story yet? No, I did not. So this is the first time you guys are going to hear this story, but essentially what happened... Are you sure? Did we not talk about this story in a past podcast? I don't know. Okay, well, let's hear it again. It's such a great story. Yeah, so essentially... I... Oh, we did, the drugs and alcohol episode. Oh. So going back to that, what happened yes. once again? I ate... I Okay, so I drank too much beer... And then I took an edible, <sighs> and then I wasn't feeling the edible because I was too drunk to notice the edible. And my ex at the time, or my boyfriend at the time, ex for a reason, gave me <laughs> another bite of an edible, but didn't watch my dosing and kind of gave me more, like another full dose. And then it all hit me at once, the drunkenness, the high, all of it. It hits you that that person should be your ex. Yeah, and so I yacked into my friend's Herschel backpack on the BART ride home. So going back to Jericho's first point, guys, remember, Pride is not just about drinking and having fun and getting wasted. And I actually want to push this point one more time because for a lot of us, especially being of a younger age and celebrating Pride, we think that what that's what it's about. We think that's how you celebrate. But historically, if you go back to the roots of how Pride began, it wasn't about drinking. It wasn't about partying. It wasn't all about that. Nope. It was a protest. It was about being yeah. loud and proud and standing up for your rights. And now, you know, it's so progressive that in numbers, it can be a celebration without people being harmed, per se. Yeah. But that's not the point, people. Like, yeah. you getting messy is just you being a messy person. That speaks on you. But remember, we're out here to celebrate and to be united and not to throw up in backpacks, essentially. Mm-hmm. So if you've seen me at SF Pride this weekend, please give me a hug. Happy Pride, everyone. And let's take pictures and share the love of the community because that's the main important part of this whole experience. Yeah. yeah. And you guys, if you see anyone signing petitions, if you see things like that, or, you know, you th- you find a way to make a difference, whether it's like, you know, joining an organization, you know, donating, mm. whatever it is. Remember, 
that's what's what's necessary don't be out here just to celebrate to celebrate just to gain some nice instagram pictures of you at pride like remember that there's a fight that still needs to be fought Mm -hmm. the fact that we're celebrating here is great for us that live in the bay area but not everyone lives in the bay area and not everyone has the same opportunity as us so. so if there's a clipboard guys if there's anything that you can sign if there's anything you can do you can donate that's the point of being out there guys they're not putting this organization on just for us to celebrate it's to bring awareness that the fight is still on so please Mm -hmm. guys get your instagram picture but also do some good in the community because that's what it's about to inspire that we are a full community allies and all oh yeah you feel better yeah i feel better i just feel like we're able to talk to the masses you know just yeah with you know our (laughs) our podcast with an audience of 60 it's going it's growing it's guys going, it's growing. for everyone that's been listening and I, I walk up to people randomly all the time and they're like i listen to your podcast and i'm like oh shit so it's really weird yeah it's because we don't get to see who looks at it it really just tells us the number of people listening which is fine so it's interesting to know that when you bump into people and it's people that you really don't expect to be looking at your social media like looking through your things that are the ones listening yeah so if you're still listening to the podcast with this many episodes in like you're a true one and let us know we want to gear this toward you and let us know when it regards to topics or things like that dm us um this is our fifth episode sixth actually sixth Sixth episode episode. so y'all we got um four more until our season finale we might take a little break we'll see um and then we'll continue to bust out topics after that and who knows we'll see where this podcast grows and what it becomes to be um i think we're really interested in also talking about current events but i think right now we're just kind of catching you up introducing you guys to us mm-hmm. but um let that us know way, if you have any questions that way it's easier to kind of understand why why we say the things we say and why we enjoy the things that we enjoy and yeah so this first season's essentially just get to know getting us. to know us and what what our foundations are and values are yeah and a quick little plug y'all like um definitely follow us on twitter if you have one for live updates um if you have a twitch or want to make a twitch account if we ever end up doing another live episode you can come on in the chat and like participate because uh, that was the last episode so um, i'm excited mm-hmm. um any other pride topics that we can talk about companies companies that support lgbtq oh. lmlb right now y'all that's such a like i feel like that's such a pro and a con right now i don't know if you guys noticed but right now when it comes to media and campaigns gay is everywhere and it's kind of great because it's like it's everywhere but it's almost like a trend like companies you never saw talking about before mm-hmm. are now talking about it and it's like where were you a year or two ago when we needed you yeah. like where were you you know but there's there's some still good companies that are consistently always vocal about lgbt rights right and you just have to do a little bit of research but one of the companies i always support and i love like you know is levi's yeah so I levi's so, yeah. uh levi strasser and co they have always been uh predominant no proponent no what's the word uh they've always supported us and they've always been really good about vocalizing um they're you know very proactive yeah they're very proactive about the lgbt especially since they are based in sf so that has a reason why to do um i think another one and also gays look great in denim yes denim on denim (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) levi's i need you to sponsor me because that's all i ever wear is he's wearing denim right now y'all i wear denim i just love denim um and maybe that's the gay in me saying so um there's i think lyft also donates to lgbt i have to do a little more research but i'm pretty sure 
that it i'm pretty sure they do and i'm pretty no, sure yeah. that's some why someone Lyft tweeted over uber yeah that's why someone tweeted this is another reason why we love to lift over yeah. uber no exactly yeah and but you know what guys not to concentrate on a negative because that's just a little, something that i wanted to point out mm-hmm. but regardless more exposure the better late to the train better than ever like i'm just so happy I'm, I'm actually really happy that there's so much media exposure yeah and you're walking around and you're seeing like all the shops in the front but being just saying though you should still do your research because some companies they use that as promotion but exactly. they use the money and to don- still donate to, to like anti so which is troubling and also guys Jerk and I, like, we like to, like, shop or window shop a lot. And one of our biggest issues right now is, like, if you're going to be part of the movement and gay people are known for such stylish things, don't just slap on a rainbow on something and then sell it for $200 and ex- call it for pride. Like, oh at least God. put some creativity into it. Yes. Like, oh, my God. oh what, if you're going to use us. What comp- <laughs> what store that we did we go There's to? New, New Balance. Balance. Yeah, so New Balance, well, supposedly, historically, they're anti-gay. Yeah. But, and then they uh, saw, right? I don't know. Well, anyways, don't quote me on that. But we went to their store recently, and I was like, oh my god, look, they have a Pride collection. This is amazing. I go, and I was very disappointed. Like, just because you have a shirt that says Pride with a rainbow font does not mean I'm going to purchase that. Someone else will, but, like, they literally did bare minimum with their design for the Pride collection. It was kind of like really kind of like lackluster and Guys, like the gays are known for design and creativity if you're going to be a part of it you got to do it right hire a gay they would have done way better than jobs yeah and, and if, if that was a gay shame on you shame on you for <laughs> not doing your job correctly like it was just i don't know i just feel like if a company is gonna you know make profit off of us for you know their pride collection at least give us something to want to purchase because those shirts were not the ish yeah, so I'm going to look up, and maybe in the next episode I'll update, but I really want to know if New Balance has a background in that, because I have a pair that I really enjoy, and I need to know if I need to throw it out or not. Well, I mean, you already <laughs> bought it, so you should just keep it. I did, but the thing is, in wearing something like that, it's continuing to support the brand in longevity, so it's not just about money, it's about exposure. Well, I hope they change, because I really love my New Balances. No, exactly, yeah, but unfortunately, they, they I'm, help my I'm letting you know right now, if yeah. they're not, then we're going to have to throw them away. Oh, okay. Yeah historic but what if they're now oh yeah if they're now that's fine so that's so important okay so we'll, we'll see we'll, we'll let you guys research. know yeah. <laughs> um oh i have a okay i have a pushy topic okay um i want to talk about stereotypical gays that's a whole topic we're about we'll touch on it we if we need to expand we'll expand yeah but this is kind of my thing that being close to a lot of queer gay men and being a queer male i guess if i have to identify it's something that is problematic to me in a sense where going back to my point in encouraging people to be their true selves i find it unfortunate because just in general queer people spend a lot of their whole life trying to find a community and when you find a community when you find friends when you find people that are like you something that psychologically is you know crazy it makes sense, but what sucks is that psychologically, when we make friends and we make community, we bond with people based off of similarities. Makes total sense. Yeah. My problem is with that when you stay in that. The celebration isn't similarities. The celebration is being in queer. The celebration is in being a gay man. My problem is when that let, lets you as an individual define yourself. I hate it when people, like, 
let's say in their bios or in the way that they represent themselves every day, it's just gay, 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 gay. That's all you're getting in front of your face is gay. Gay this, gay that, gay talk, gay whatever. Yeah. And it sucks because I know that deep down to every individual, there are so many more things than your sexuality. Your sexuality does not define you. You know, straight people do not go around saying straight, 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 straight. You know, like we get your straight. Yeah. But what's beautiful about that is what we need to start representing is it already took long enough for our sexuality to be accepted. The next fight now is to get that we are also individuals that are all different, all creative and all great in our own facets. Not only am I gay, I am a writer. I am creative. Yeah. I am great at sports. Because if you lead with gay, a lot of people are going to be like, okay, the gay guy, they're going to keep accepting gay people aren't good at sports, gay, gay whatever. Yeah. But you lead with other things and you also be gay. You make it all equal. So I'm not saying don't be proud because that's the whole point of pride. Be prideful and also represent who you yeah. are. You know? Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. But I think it's because when you're trapped in the closet for so fucking long to finally be able to say gay and proudly gay, like, I think that's why a lot of people like to slap on, you know, sexuality in front of everything. Because it, we are finally accepting ourselves. So I guess in a way, like, yeah, we're more than that. But also my sexuality is such a big part of my experience and my, so I can kind of see both both sides. Like for me, I talk about being gay a lot because me being gay is literally the whole my whole life experience and right. my narrative revolves around that one word you know right so and i'm but i'm essentially agreeing with you yeah so what i'm saying is slap it on be loud and proud don't stop talking about the fact that you're gay because that's so necessary yeah but don't but forget to talk about elaborate that elaborate more on it you mean also love travel you love interior yeah. design you love you know painting in your sketchbook you are so much more than a gay personality that you're very well known for. I think it you know? also depends on like when you come out and at the point of time of your life. Exactly. Like I realize like all the younger gay not No, like, say it. Like younger the, gays. Yeah. Not younger baby gays. Like people yes, who recently came out. Yeah. Exactly. Inexperienced people who recently come out, they they're so trapped into trying to catch up with the gay culture and trying to be like understanding who they are as a gay individual that they kind of drop and forget that there there's other aspects to them of prior. themselves yeah and that's what i hate seeing yeah and also i hate but the thing is it 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 takes time yes you know what i mean yes. it takes time it takes time for one to be like okay now that i know that i'm actually gay and this is who i am yeah to re-understand that all those other parts prior to them coming out is still valid yeah and if anything makes them unique and not just a gay that's part of the sea so it takes time it takes forever sure but i encourage that because think about it guys when you're part of this community we've already spent a lot of our young life not expressing it if we keep playing catch up you know it's if we do if we wait until the day before we're dead it's going to be too late for our voices to be heard and then once again in society we're only going to be taken for that little voice that is just queer when Mm -hmm. we're so much more than that so i encourage that and we can apply this to a lot of things yeah not just queer people but let's talk about abgs and like you know vietnamese guys from san jose's what Uh, let me connect it for you okay because you got me lost as individuals yes when we don't choose to identify what makes us an individual and we only cling on to the similarities in a group for protection we are representing the group just as a group so if you think that there's comfort in for example, growing up as a you know Vietnamese male, when you think that there's so much comfort in just wearing a white and black T-shirt and liking you know you know 
um, rice rockets and you know just playing Yu-Gi-Oh cards and you're all so just in tune I just with thought the, about Vinny right now oh my gosh shade on my nephew sorry but it's that, true yeah when you're so simple-minded because you want to be alike like these people to be cool to be accepted great you've gained that first step which is community however you're doing a disservice to yourself as an individual because when you all become you, you'll look at people you guys ever look at people a group of people and they literally look like clones yeah like you know, the only thing that makes you different is like your facial structure. But other than that, clones, same, the way, the way you talk same is the same, the talk, way you dress. Same jokes, same interests, same schedule. Yeah. Yep. Like that's so boring. Like, and I think that's the reason why I love my group of friends specifically is because yeah, we have similarities, but I love that we all have our own specific thing that we like to be. This is us. This is my thing. Yes. And you know, then like you sh- and to those who are, like, younger and everything or having trouble trying to figure out themselves out, like, your friends aren't you. You know what I mean? Your friends are a reflection of who you are exactly. and your values, but they are not you. If you just want someone to be like you for the comfort of you, you have issues and insecurities within yourself. Yeah. It is the beauties of other people is where we get to learn, where we get to grow about what other people have to mm-hmm. bring to the table. That's what makes it friendships beautiful. Yeah, and we need to start encouraging that rather than pushing people away for being different than us. Yeah, that's a really deep topic. You can apply that to anything, but yeah. Once again, like the the days that let's say Vietnamese gangsters, ABGs from San Jose, queer people in San Francisco, you can apply that to any group. There is beauty in us coming together, mm-hmm. but also don't lose yourself in community. Also. Rem- Realize that in the aspect of the whole entire world as an individual, you have beautiful things that you can bring to the table that only you can bring. So every label you have, your sexuality, your favorite things, your creative aspects of your life, all of that is yeah. necessary and needed to be heard. Use don't your say voice. every label you have, every trait. Trait, yeah. Once again, I don't like labels. Yeah. Every, every trait, trait about you, you have is worthy and it's important to have confidence in that. Mm-hmm. And also acceptance of others is so important. So bringing it back to pride you may not be queer. You may be bisexual. You may be gay. You may be heterosexual, but you belong there. There is be- strength in community, but as a world, there's beauty in our differences. So we need to learn to accept everyone exactly. and all. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that was good. Anyways, that was our topic on sexuality, and it is going to be our next part, which is also our very favorite part. Our yeah, buddy. Oh, you don't want to do it with me? Yeah, yeah buddy. buddy. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. So, yeah, buddy is the segment where we talk about anything good and positive in our life currently. Yep. It is spelled C H I A, kind of like the stuff that helps you poop. Um, but it is pronounced yeah. So, Tommy, what is your yeah, buddy moment for this week? Oh my gosh, y'all. Um, part of the character that I am for this podcast, as you guys may know, is not character, who I am, um, is I'm the mu- one of the, like the music guy. I mean, Jericho loves music, but I'm very like, I love to research things. I love to know producers and, you know, chord progressions and, you know, very specific things about the industry and music. And I love all music. We'll talk about a story between me, me and Jericho about music. But anyways, I love all music, not like him. And um, I enjoy so- music. I also, you do enjoy okay, music. I enjoy music. Let's not pretend I don't know nothing about music. No, he knows a lot. Just, I don't know. Just when it comes to country and Carrie Underwood. Anyways, we'll get on that. 
Um, I love all music, and I also am a proud fan of just pop music, things that are mainstream, you know, um, mm-hmm. pop R and B. So if y'all remember the group from the two thousands, Danny D. Kane, one of the best selling gr- girl artists of ever, mm-hmm. um, was also on Making of the Band. Like they have released two albums, which everyone knew. They released a third that was really problematic that a lot of people didn't know about because there was, you know, drama, drama breakup, the band and breakup. Yeah. Only three of them. Well, the three of them kind of fixed their shit and they're back. And they have a song called Neon Lights, which has this um, urban dance kind of feel and the tempo um, or the, the progression, it just kind of changes and, the, you know, the production changes throughout the whole song. And I think, you know, it's not the most world-changing song, but a great re- introduction mm-hmm. as a trio and i really really hope they do great things but i'm excited about it it's a really fun cool experimental indie track i'm into it so danny Kane, neon lights nice for you what is your chia buddy my chia buddy since you know i'm gonna change my chia buddy okay Ooh. i'm gonna change it so uh-huh. initially i was gonna say toy story 4 because a bitch cried during the movie a bitch cried i bitch cried during the movie i did I felt like I raindrops really on my shoulder like a bitch cried yeah i was there i was feeling i was in the moment but my child buddy moment since we're talking about music is gonna be i know what no go ahead megatron yes yes megatron Nicki minaj Nikki. mainly because i've been waiting for her to release more pop rap music like her other albums like uh roman i was gonna say roman's revenge um, like Pink Friday and everything. Like I miss that era of Nicki. Yeah. And I after Queen, her last album, I don't think it did as well. And a lot that's kind of like what everyone's saying is it wasn't as well. Maybe because it was too too away from her typical that people didn't like it. Which is you know, as an artist, do your own thing, but as a fan, I really miss old Nicki. Um, so I'm excited because I heard that Though Megatron is like a, you know, very stereotypical like summer bop that you'll play, she should be releasing an album that's very kind of of her old older work, which I'm really excited for. So. Well, by older work you mean older in her pop, pop. realm. Yeah, pop realm. Right. More in her pop realm. Sorry, right. not in her own. See, what like, I think is realm. unfortunate is if because you know essentially Queen the album queen was going back to her her roots roots roots. yeah and so it's like a battle for her trying to figure out her pop identity and you know her more hip-hop like people that are known her from the beginning beginning yeah and what sucks is i agree with you when it came to queen it seemed seemed like she wanted to prove a point so much that it almost felt dry Dry. and at that point she didn't have any of the hooks at all that she was known for yeah whether it's hip-hop or pop oriented and so we'll see i'm excited for that but yeah that's my child buddy moment because i'm just been loving dancing to megatron i hope that um for me i personally think that megatron it's it's fun it's cute but Mm -hmm. i don't think it came as hard as she usually comes yeah so i hope with the rest of the album like she balances her hip-hop delivery with her pop hooks and just really finds that center that she's known for so so. we'll see but exciting the the direction looks great music video looks great she looks hot yeah yeah cool so that's our chill buddy and now it's time to move on to our daily flush which is the opposite you things that you want to get rid of out of your system, something that has annoyed you, bothered you, and you kind of just want to get rid of it. And what happens when you eat enough fiber and chia seeds? It'll all come out, and you'll thank me later. Thanks, guys. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, Tommy, do you want to go first for your daily flush? Um, yeah. I mean, just one small one would be like, let's not label guys. Let's flush out labeling people. Let's mm-hmm. let people be who they want to be. If young children seem to be gar- growing, grabbing Barbies versus Tonka trucks, whatever, just let them grab it. Don't be ca- using, you know, labels. Yeah, tonka, the color Willy Wonka. Let people label themselves. <gasps> you didn't get to touch on it, actually. Real quick, guys. Real tangent during this daily flush. Really good update. What? I need you to tell a story real quick. When it comes to labeling and when it comes to gender, instead of labeling people when they're younger, Jericho and I have actually talked about an idea that we wanted to do if we were to have kids. Oh, so I want to have a gender reveal party, but not when they're babies, not when they're not newborns. I want to actually have a gender reveal party at the age of like 16, 18, when they are old enough and cognitive enough to find out what they want to identify as. That way, it is up to them to decide what they want to identify as and what they feel as. So, if they want to have have a gender reveal party and reveal that they identify as female, or if they feel like they've always been male, or if they want to come out as non-binary, it's going to be fun, it's going to be great. I want it to be a party for them to kind of become the person that they want to yeah, be. Yeah, that way society didn't force yeah. it. They can literally have chosen it. Yeah, and the twist is... They get to do, assign the colors to whatever gender they want to do. Yeah, it's not just pink and blue, y'all. So it's not pink and blue, blue. It's going to be if they want to suddenly make red meaning non-binary, purple meaning boy, and pink meaning girl, then... Do whatever you want. Do whatever they want, but yeah. Yeah. That's my idea of having a gender reveal So party. what we are going to flesh out, or what I want to flesh out, is labeling people just let people label themselves give them the label maker let them label stuff let them do it that's my small one and my big one um you got two two yeah this is my podcast too i can do whatever i want okay um i want to um flush out supporting big corporations only that are just popular and well known in like you know um uh, what's the word when it's very when it's near your area convenient to you mm-hmm. just because you know a name and you always want to hit up dinner at a certain place I want to flush out supporting major corporations only versus supporting small biz- um, small family owned businesses small businesses mm-hmm. um, just because now I'm seeing it's more relevant that a lot of small businesses are going out of business because of these big corporations but what we end up losing guys is like quality and love and heart that especially me working in a corporate field a lot can get lost when it gets scaled up and things like that. Yeah. And sometimes things are more expensive when you go to like more of a mom and pop shop. Sometimes they're cheaper, regardless of the fact. You know a lot of times you're getting quality ingredients and things are more expensive because as a corporation, you're not wanting to cut corners. You're not wanting to, you know, do certain things. And when these, essentially guys, when these small um, businesses end up going out of business, out of business, especially the cor- the corporations end up monopolizing, and these things end up costing even more than they did anyways. So if you can afford it, or you can take the time to like drive out of the way, support small businesses. It really going back to identities, right, guys? Like these small special identities create a beautiful city that has so much culture. If you walk into a city and it's all just mainstream like corporations, then it's just so black and white, guys. These little businesses do create be- beauty. So what I want to flush out is only supporting major giant corporations only support major so not you don't want them to support so i don't want people to only support major corporations we should support it all all of corporations small and big okay yes flishy flush let's go
One, two, three. <sighs> yes. Okay. What is your daily flush? Since you put two, I get to put two. Okay. Whatever you want. You can do three. You can do five. I mean, we don't only have so much time in the world. My first daily flush is straight pride. Oh, flush yeah. it out. Just press the flush button. Yeah, so right. we're never no. going to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. We don't need to talk If you about don't it. understand why that's wrong, we need to flush you. Like Yeah, so let's just flush it. People, Just do your <sighs> research, please, because so that's already a big topic. So three, two, one. Okay. All right, next So one. my second flush is <laughs> mask for mask gays in society yeah. who only want to date other masculine people or people who just want that in a man. There's nothing wrong with being attracted to masculine men. But mask or mask gays are so toxic because they're the they stereotypically are the ones who really put other types of LGBT down for not being masculine or not being super feminine or you know what I mean? Like that type of that's that comes from toxic masculinity and wanting something out of people and the thing about is mask or mask gays tend to only praise and accept other mask for mask gays who are masculine so if you don't fit any of that then it's kind of like a big fuck you to everyone else who is on a different part of the spectrum and you know? know essentially i feel like just to talk about it real quick it relates to our whole topic today yeah it goes back to their own insecurity if you didn't accept yourself before you were masked and you had to work so hard to become masked and then you only accept love as masked that means you're unaccepting of people that were like you before you were masked mm -hmm. you that's it's so problematic. Yeah. You can apply this to anything, even yeah. in the straight community. When you're someone that says, I only date people that are taller than me. I only date, date people, people that are, are in my ethnicity. I only... the, the whole encouragement of this whole podcast, guys, is open your eyes to everything. Challenge mm. yourself. So for mass, for mass guys, like, wake up. Like, yeah. you might be losing out on love just because someone is not so masked. Like, yeah. don't just get someone that looks like you. You're going to look like a clone, you yeah. idiot. So, I'm flushing that and Flush three, the fuck two, out. one. Stupid people. So Sorry. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. That was the Urinal podcast. Yeah, I'm riled out. I'm going to go out and be prideful and be happy and encourage people to love each other because mask for mask, guys. Well, it's already three o'clock so let's go grab lunch let's go grab lunch and i'm gonna walk in line and tell people to love each other because i'm frustrated now so i'm gonna love people even harder so guys that's our podcast remember to always love each other i love you talk i love you talk about genuine how are yous and just you know when, when in need eat some chia seeds and flush it out because they do really help all right <laughs> bye everyone bye guys happy pride <laughs>